Hi there, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. I'm here with Julie Stamps. How are you, Julie? I am doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad we get to chat. We talk a lot, but I'm really glad we get to chat in this capacity because that's going to be really fun. Very good. I can't wait. Yeah. So Julie is a romance author with a couple pen names under her belt. And our goal today is to chat all about Vela. So you, you tell me where you want to start, Julie. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself or do you want to dive right in? Like, what's Vela? Um, I, I'll give you just a little bit about me. Um, I do write in several genres. I stick mostly to romance just because that's where my heart is. Um, I also am a Rita finalist, which is basically the, the uh, Emmys of soap opera, or a, I'm sorry, romance writing. So mm-hmm. um, that was fun. And um, basically my heart just lies in helping authors to write the best story that they can. Love it. There goes my coffee. My coffee pot loves it too. It's wonderful. For you. <laughs> we need that caffeine, don't we, as authors? I know. <laughs> I just have water today, but you know what? I, I drink my 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 share of coffee, that's for sure. Well, I'm impressed. So what we were wanting to chat about is Bella. And even for authors who never plan to use Bella, I really want to pick your brain on the kinds of things that just get readers engrossed in a story because whether you're writing that kind of way for Bella or for a regular you know book reading audience a lot of the tips and tricks are the same for anybody who might not be familiar can you give us just a little bit of an idea of what is Bella and the the two to five minute version of that yeah um no problem let's see Bella is an episodic reading platform and by that I mean there are short episodes which we as readers or even writers might equate to chapters but they're just a little bit different because it's episodic you want to keep the reader reading and you want them to basically crave the next episode so um they i think that they work just a little bit different than your traditional novel where somebody is trying to go from the beginning to the end all in one sitting you have to keep them coming back um the platform itself is done on a token basis readers do get three free uh vela episodes to read from any story and then they're also given 200 tokens for free that they can use on any story on the platform as well so um, they technically could end up reading about, I think I figured it out, it's about 10,000 words for free. Okay, yeah. I kind of like to think about the difference between Bella and a novel is similar to the difference between a series of a Netflix show and a movie, yeah. right? Like even if it's about the same length start to finish, it's different when it's episodic, like you said, because each episode sort of has its own arc. Yes, it does. And it definitely has to have that peak. And and I talk about that quite frequently when I'm working with authors, that the beginning has to be a catch. There has to be a real um, moment of fear or personal need or you know, something is happening kind of thing. And then the middle really has to build in every single episode, you have to have it building. And since 
all, uh, Amazon does allow you to only put up 600 words up to 3,000 words. You have some room to play in there, but I'm not sure that I know an author who can get it done in 600, that's for sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm saying that um, you've really had to build that peak, and then when you come back down, that ending has to be a catch to get them to read on to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about movies and how streaming has changed when you were talking about hooks, because like Wizard of Oz starts with five or 10 minutes of just music, you know what I mean? And and all the names. And now it's like, you know, maybe in the 90s and early 2000s, it would be like only one minute of music and the music would be a shot of the room. So you would get to know the person. And now even that's too long. Like now it starts with with action or dialogue. Yep, that is exactly right. And like you went back to Netflix, um, Netflix does put out episodes of TV shows and their little um, stories. And you're right, it has to lead you into the next one for you to want to keep watching it. And I mean, I binge a lot of Netflix. And I think that Bella is very similar in terms of book to movie or Mm -hmm. to story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if it doesn't hook you in the first few minutes, you're not going to stick. And then (laughs) across the series, it's got to hook you in the first few episodes. Like, I don't think there's a single show that my husband and I watch where, like, we just know the entire first season is terrible, but we're going to suffer through it because, we like, we don't do that. We've got better things to do with our time. (laughs) Not at all. We've probably, I think for us... If you have us hooked after, like within five episodes, you probably just have us hooked, unless yes. you, you do something really, really dumb later on. Yes. But if you don't grab us in that, you know, first three is even better. Yes. Uh, we're just not going to stick around. Yep. Yep. And that's why one of the things that I say in those first three, really concentrate on the story and kind of leave the uh, minutia and details out, like right. setting. Keep it simple, certainly. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. don't dig into, you know, how the tapestries look if it's Victorian, because that's not going to truly matter to a reader. What you want them to know is why, what are the goals, motivation, and conflict of these characters, and why is it important for them to keep reading? What is the ultimate goal for these, these characters? Yeah. So I know you've been doing a lot of research about Bella. And here's something I love. You and I were talking just between us a couple weeks ago. Like, I told you your superpower. Now I'm going to share it with the rest of the world. <laughs> because, like, we're both teachers, we're both book coaches, but you like teaching the craft of writing. And for I me, do. that's harder because, you know, like, I can teach somebody the ads, I can teach somebody the mindset to be more productive, but it would be so hard for me to come in and be like, well, this is a boring first paragraph. It didn't hook me. <laughs> but you're really good at that. And then the other thing that you're really good at is, taking what has been successful and being able to really almost data-driven explain why it's successful. So I want to talk a ton about like the cliffhangers and the chapter endings, but since we're on hooks, can you tell us some of the most effective types of hooks that you've seen in Vela that have really grabbed you? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the big ones that I see are um, to hook them with an interrupted conversation. Mm-hmm. So basically what that means is you drop them right into the middle of a conversation. Say it is a sheriff and a business owner talking and you drop them right into, well, why can't I do that? 
the reader instantly wants to know what is she trying to do and why right. can't they do it? Certainly. Mm -hmm. The other things that I look for, um, I love when episodes start out with pieces of the puzzle. And what I mean with mm -hmm. that about that is there are three or four things that are unconnected, but you're going to connect them by the end of the episode. So maybe it says a fat cat sitting uh, on a ledge, a cup of dimes next to the cat and a open book kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, why, what do those things have to do with each other? Certainly. So then you pull the reader in using those items and letting them know why they're important to, mm -hmm. to them. Um, and as you go along, you can um, ramp it up just a little bit with, oh my gosh, so the cat isn't actually theirs. The cat is somebody, it's one that crawls through the window every day. She doesn't know who it belongs to. Maybe that's part of the mystery if you're writing mm -hmm. a cozy mystery. So it's dropping hints also throughout the entire episode. Um, the hooks generally need to be um, catchy without being cliche either. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you send a reader to, into a cliche, they have an expectation of what's going to happen. And you need to keep them wondering what's going to happen, not thinking this is going to happen. Does that make yeah, sense? that makes a ton of sense. You know, and I'm even thinking about the difference between the story arc of a novel and the story arc of a Vela series. Because similar, I think, to a TV show, most TV shows, you know, each episode is really its own arc, unless it happens to be a two-parter or something. Dang. But those episodes work together to create a series arc, and the series work together to form a season. <laughs> or I, right. I said it backwards, but you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> you know, so I guess, um, yeah, let's move into, like, the, the chapter endings or the episode endings, because... Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to hook them, but assuming you hook them, then you got to keep them coming back. That's almost like there's added pressure because if somebody has bought your Kindle book, yeah, I mean, you are going to lose people if it's really dry or boring or they just really don't resonate with your style. But if there's a difference between I bought a book and I'm not going to finish it and the difference between I read through the first three chapters, but I'm going to choose to not like it's it's sort of like with. TV versus film and how like every single movie used to start off so slow because nobody who pays 10 or 15 bucks for the movie wants to sit stand through. up. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then they're not going to stand up and walk out. Whereas <laughs> if true. you're just flipping through looking for something to stream yep, and five minutes have gone by and you're like, this hasn't even started, <laughs> you're probably not going to stick around. So Definitely. what are, tell us all the tools in the toolbox to keep our readers okay. sick. And I just want to remind listeners that this, this applies even if you're never going to write episodic, right? Absolutely. This applies yeah. for any any type of writing that you do because you want the it's readers to keep coming back. It could be used in any type of genre, certainly. And I personally have developed 10 different ways that I think that you can, what I call power snare, which is like a mm -hmm. cliffhanger, but I call it a power snare so that you get the reader to come back. You grab them, you hold them, and you want them to get to that next episode. So I'll give you a couple of them that I think are kind of interesting and okay. um, the first one that I use quite frequently in my writing is the accident so something is about to occur an accident or has just occurred and what is going to be the aftermath the reader will always want to know oh my gosh did did they survive right the crash? did mm -hmm. they 
did they um did they fall off the cliff or are they still <laughs> up there or are they hanging right. by, by yeah their yeah kind of thing so that is the accident um another one that i think fits romance really well is the almost moment and so mm. you have your two close together and then you cut scene and what's going to happen are they going right. to are they going to are they just looking into each other's eyes the readers are going to want to know so you have to get that snare where you trap them in and then in the next the beginning of the next episode you're going to bring them back into the scene and give them what they want certainly yeah i like how you mentioned bringing them back in in the next episode because when you watch reruns even if you're streaming they do that right they they cut and you know they have it's a recap. break yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you don't have to like watch a commercial but it oh. really often like it has them repeating the same last line that they said yeah. or it picks up you know immediately after in that very and that, uh, dramatic that moment it works really well in romance if you're doing dual point of view, obviously, because then you can bring the person mm -hmm. reader back in under a different point of view. Now, if you're only under one point of view, you could always change it up by giving a different angle look in on, mm -hmm. on the uh, the scene. So yeah, no, I love that you called that the almost. Is that what you said it was? It's the almost moment. The almost moment. <laughs> So, but yeah, like I said, there are 10 of them that I've come up with that I, I, I've read so many episodes and I tried uh, to, like you said, deci dis, uh, decipher them down into what is the real um, feeling that gets me to read on to the next one. Right. And these are the ways that I saw that an author got me to re keep reading on. Yeah. What were some of the flip-flops if you looked at the ones where you didn't choose to continue with the story? Ah, okay. Number one, mid-sentence stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. I do actually suggest, but I want to say that I think this can only be used in certain genres. I think it's mm -hmm. great in horror or um, thriller, something like mm -hmm. that, you know, you can stop the person talking in mid-sentence and then go on to the next episode. I think it's fine there. I don't think that it would fly with a lot of genres. So I, yeah. though, they kind of, they both, and I think this is intriguing, they both bothered me and intrigued me. You know, mm -hmm. they made me think, mm -hmm. okay, is that a possibility? Certainly. So right. another one um, that I found was truly it felt like the episode ended the story. And mm -hmm. so like, the journey came to an end at the end of that episode. You don't want that to happen until the very last episode. You have to keep the hero or heroine or whoever it is on their journey to their goal and th just keep throwing constant conflicts into every right. episode. So that way you have that peak in it and you're not yeah. just coming to a final end. This isn't, this isn't a final end. You want it to keep going through the entire story that you're writing. Yeah, yeah. I keep drawing the parallels and I think this would be a good... Um, exercise for people listening to try is like what makes you give up on a tv show <laughs> because yeah. i know as you were talking to that my husband and i we watched like all the seasons of house yeah. up until we got to where he decided to sober up <laughs> and then we're like okay this yeah. isn't fun anymore that's yeah. kind of like what you were saying is like his story arc kind of sort of got complete and right. so we were like, what's the point? There's a season and a half left, but it's just going to be him doing what he does. Yep, and so yep. I think that's a really good point. Don't don't close your arc too soon. 
and I totally get that. Mine, mine would be the office, and mm -hmm. it's in the two lead characters or some of the lead characters. And forgive me, I can't remember, but they get together, so their romance mm -hmm. stops. There's no more tension for me. So I was like, Yeah, oh, what's the point now? This. And I, I probably watched like the first five seasons of where they're working through their relationship yeah. about ten times, but I never get past that because I'm like, okay, that was the only reason I was watching. So you're right. <laughs> Don't That's worry. totally why I never finished the Anne of Green Gables series. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Oh, I just, you know, once she stops being a little girl, I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want you to grow up. So I refuse to yeah. read to the end. But yeah, I think that's a great exercise is what makes you give up on a TV show. And sure. that can often be a really good way to clue in to what's going to work and not work. <laughs> Yeah. And I think there is a balance because there are other shows where, like talking about the romance, you don't want to bring them together too soon if you're doing the right. slow burn. Yep. But you also don't want to drag it out so long right. that people just get sick of it. Yes, absolutely. And that's where the escalating action really in the middle of those episodes comes mm -hmm. in. And you really have to keep the narrative going by giving the readers new carrots that you can use in the next mm -hmm. episode as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are your tips? Because we think of, I, I could think of there kind of being two types of a Bella episode. I could see one being where it's like a quest thing. Like in this episode, we're going from here to here. And now that we're there in the next episode, we're going to go to here to here, you know, almost like the detective shows where every, every episode is its own thing. Little or yeah. yeah. Or there's the, the kind of episode that's more just like a chapter. You really have to read them, you know, start to finish. Are you finding, Vela has more of one than the other. As a reader, are you finding that you, how people are doing it? Is there a certain way that you feel like is is a good thing to keep in mind? Yeah, um, and I have read plenty of them where I think that something that's thirty thousand words or more is probably one more effective from a st story standpoint mm -hmm. two more profitable for the author which is a, right. always an important consideration mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. we have we want to make money off of this. And three, I think that that length allows you to give enough episodes, even if they're only, if they're 3,000 words the maximum, you have 10 episodes, you're able to give them enough story for them to want to continue reading. Now, I personally just published, and I'm continuing to publish, a short story on there because I want to see how those do as mm -hmm. well. So I want to see, can I make money off of the short story? Because that's what I enjoy writing in general i do also write novels and and novellas and and such but i like one i like figuring out will this work and so mm -hmm. i have a short story and i know that three of those episodes are free and if there's right. only 10 episodes now and that is a point is that um vela kindle vela does state that you need 10 episodes to make it a full book so, and mine has to have 10 episodes. I hit right at 10 episodes. So, um, the short answer to your question is probably to keep the reader going, I would say longer is better, certainly. And mm -hmm. in the, in the uh, episodes, I would say as long as you keep the action moving, you're probably doing good and giving mm. those. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. So before we wrap up, I would love for you to take just a minute. So you've you've been so Vela focused and you even have a course on Vela that we'll be telling our listeners about real soon. But, you know, some people listening are going to just keep on doing their novels, keep on doing their full length books. So out of all the things that you you've been so deliberate looking at what works in Vela, what would you say are the takeaways that any writer of any length can use to make their writing better, to hook their readers more effectively? Well, I definitely think that ending to every chapter I've looked at so many novels as of lately, or read so many novels lately, where at the end of the chapter, it just doesn't have that oomph and doesn't have that uh, moment that wants me to read into the next chapter. So if you're going to do anything, go on ahead and give it not a cliffhanger, but give it some type of power snare. Give it, give the reader a reason to keep reading. And that's where I would like any person who wants to write to keep those chapters moving, keep the end of the chapter, having that one moment where the reader's like, I need to know what's going to happen next. Um, The second thing that I would say is um, being concise, certainly. Uh, Overly flowery, that's just not going to cut it because it's going to bore the reader and it's also going to make the story seem um, overly done. You know, Mm -hmm. oftentimes taking away can actually be a good thing. And that's why the writing for Vela, it means being concise because you only have 3000 words to get an episode in. So um, I would say being concise and choosing your words, words well so that they they get your idea across. Definitely. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, thank you so much for letting me pick your brain about that. And for everybody listening, I hope you grabbed some good takeaways, whether you're writing for Vela or just writing for your continued readership. Julie does have a course all about writing for Vela. And so we will include the link that's part of the Successful Writer Academy. So you can see that at courses.alonitary.com slash Vela. And Julie, thanks again just for being here and chatting and sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.